crippling thoughts and dramatic mysteries, wonderful worlds of fantasy, denying love of the heart that beats within your chest, or is it just your imagination? Let's dive into a world of novels as we read books from all over, from writing and reading reviews to interviews, one-on-one sessions, and honest writing opinions. Let's keep it real on Mystical Mode. Hey guys, Mystic here, and welcome to another episode of Mystical Mode, where I give you guys my best opinions, and hopefully you won't kill me for them later. Today, we are reading Amiris by author J.L., or J.I., kind of depends on how you see the font text of it, but aside from that, they have submitted the story Amiris. Now, this story has kind of been on my radar for quite some time now for several reasons. One of the reasons why it's been on my radar is because, one, before I started Google Forms, it was actually posted up on my wall a while back, and I just never, like, kind of got around to it. I just read the summary of it. It was just some short werewolf story in it by itself, so I was just like, eh. I was looking for something a little bit new, so I do regret skimming over it. But then... But then it was posted as a Google form up on my page, and I saw it, kind of skimmed over again because I saw other stories, but I really feel like I deserve to do a review for the story, considering that the author has been very, A, patient with me, and B, has been posting it up on my story for, like, a while. Like, it was posted, like, a few months ago back, posted again a couple months back, and then a Google form, and I'm just now getting to it, considering, though, I have 40 forms to look through. So, oh my god, J.I. or J.L., I'm just going to call you J. Hopefully that's cool with you, author J. But I am extremely so sorry for keeping you waiting for this story. I know you're one of the longest ones that have been waiting, and it's been hectic and really, really busy, but that's no excuse. So I would like to formally apologize for not getting to your story as fast as I possibly could. Like, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, hmm, what stories are we going to do today? Like, what am I feeling? What am I going to write about? What am I going to say? And I was just looking through, and I um, just, I was about to skim over your file again. And I was just like, wait, hold on. I've seen this story, like, several times before in the past and in the present. I was just thinking to myself, like, where have I seen this before? And I'm like, oh, my God. I've seen it on this podcast. And I was, I was just mind blown. But aside from that, now here we are finally, finally getting to it. And I deeply apologize for making you wait as long as you did. And I feel so grateful for your patience with me and everybody else who submitted stories. Because, guys, we went from, like, 30 to 45 Google Form reviews. Of course, I love all of your as a story. But at the same time, you guys sent me a lot. So much. Aside from that, though, I think I might try to start posting out more episodes every single Wednesday and Friday. Because I feel like I'm not getting them out fast enough. And I just want to get them out faster for you guys. Since there's just so many forms coming in. But who knows, who knows, who knows. Aside from that, this is a werewolf story, guys. And you guys already know how I love werewolf stories. But I don't like original werewolf stories. But this one has key factors of both. In the genre, they marked it as romance, fantasy, and drama, which I can definitely agree with. It is 18 and up, so anybody who is not 18 and older, I advise you to leave this channel. 
JK, JK, JK. You guys can save the review, but I don't need a five-paragraph essay as to why my children should not be reading these stories. Aside from those fox, they've been writing for between one to five years. So they have a little bit of writing experience and stuff like that. So that's pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. And they didn't, risk, they didn't list their writing capabilities very high. So I really don't know if you lack the self and, like your self-esteem when it comes to writing. Or it's just the fact that you're like, hey, I know I'm not a good writer, but I still post out these stories and I'm confident in the plot of my stories. So I definitely give you props for that. And maybe you feel insecure about it because you're editing your own work. At the same time, at the end of the day, we are all learning. This is a process that we do together to become bigger, better, and stronger as we all can possibly be. Now, guys, I have a lot of notes for this story, but I'm going to summarize it for you guys and stuff like that and so on. But for now, let's just continue on with the story as we get into this more mystical mode. Let's reread Amiris. And this story is pretty cool. So, let's get into it. Warning, this episode may include strong language, mature themes, descriptions of blood and gore, viewer discretion advised for mature audiences only. Back to the episode. Chapter 1. I don't know how long I've been pacing back and forth. I can feel the anger surging and showing no sign of calming. I wasn't expecting this to happen. I mean, obviously it was going to happen. But not like this. Not now. A small growl slipped out. I took a few deep breaths, trying to calm myself. We need to calm down. We can't travel like this. My wolf chastised. I know, Rory, I groaned. I headed into my bathroom. Hopefully water will calm me. The water seemed to calm me when I was younger. I splashed water over my face, closed my eyes, and let the water drip down my face. I sighed heavily, picked the towel up, and held it against my face. Everything is going to be okay, Amaris, Aurora reassured the best she could. I really don't need your optimism right now. I rolled my eyes as I pulled the towel away. I glowered at myself in the mirror. I hated looking at myself. I don't recognize myself anymore. My goals in life haven't gone the way I thought they would, or even the way I wanted. I should be happy, mated in an alpha by now. At 23, a she-wolf should have met her mate. But that isn't always the case. At least, not for me. Well, Amaris, time to face the music. I gazed out of the window of my taxi as we passed through the streets of Vancouver. I'm going to miss living here. It's so beautiful. This place has been my home for the last three years. I moved here just before I turned 20. Well, I kind of ran away because that's what I do. I run. I couldn't handle being at home. Too much hurt and betrayal. I couldn't cope. So I left, and I've never been back. That is until now. You traveling anywhere nice? The taxi driver chatted. Going home. I replied nonchalantly, staring out of the window. Perfect time for getting out of Canada. Winter is coming and it gets so cold here. He chuckled. England is no better, I snorted. I'm from a small village called Cloverly in Devon. It's a stunning place full of secluded open fields and forests. It's definitely a wolf's dream. There are four neighboring packs in Devon. The Crimson Pack, the Luna Pack, the Moon Lake Pack, 
and the Dark Wolf Pack. I'm originally from the Dark Wolf Pack. I'm not sure where the pack names come from. Some are actually silly. We have arrived, the taxi driver announced, breaking me out of my trance. I leaned forward and handed him some cash with a quick thank you. I stepped out of the car and the guy passed me my suitcase. Thank you, I replied with a smile. I took a deep breath before heading into the airport. I checked in and went through the security. I decided to wait in the bar until I could board. I'm anxious about going back home, not just because of what has happened, but because of my friends. They didn't understand why I had to leave. I left with things unresolved and without any support from my friends. I mean, I don't blame them. I was leaving and they couldn't see me again. Out of my friends, there is only one that has still avoided me. I made up with the others as the time went on, but after six months of trying to contact him and getting no response, I gave up. I took a sip of my drink, then pulled my phone out. I had two messages. One from my uncle and one from Rhea, my friend. I decided to open my uncle's text. I took a deep breath. Uncle Tristan. Hey kiddo, I'll be at the airport when you land. Can't wait to see you. X. I sent a quick text back before opening Rhea's. Rhea Rue XO. Ah, I can't wait to see you. Tristan has already set off. Me. I'm waiting to board now. Is Lucas going to be there? It's going to be short, but I'm hoping he will be there. He's not only my best friend, but my cousin. I grew up with him. I thought he'd be one to understand and support me. I did the one thing I never wanted to do. I heard him. Flashback. Please don't go. Lucas whined. Luke, I can't stay. I whispered, staring at the ground. Lucas started pacing the floor, mumbling to himself. I went over and stood in front of him, placing my hands on his chest. Lucas, look at me. I grabbed his face. After everything I've been through, I need to get away. Tears started streaming down my face. Lucas quickly wiped them away. I don't want this life anymore. I don't want the alpha position. I don't want another maid. I can't deal with that again. By now, the tears were falling uncontrollable. If you go, that's it. We're done. He deadpanned, glaring at me. I growled at him. Fuck you! I spat, then stormed out. I gasped as someone touched my shoulder. I took a deep breath to calm myself. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to startle you, he said quickly. I saw you crying and wanted to make sure you were okay. He smiled brightly at me. I quickly wiped my face and smiled back. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, though, I replied. He nodded and smiled before turning to the bar. I followed his eyes and realized he was scanning the bar for a seat. You can sit here if you want, I offered. Are you sure? I won't be disturbing you, he asked. I shook my head and smiled. Not at all. I just have to answer a text first, but feel free to have a seat. He took a seat opposite while I grabbed my phone. Rhea Rue OX. No, he's not, frowny face. He's helping with the funeral, but he's excited to see you. Rhea Rue XO. I am too. I wish it was under different circumstances, though. See you soon. Love ya. Me. Thanks for saying that, but we both know he's not. See you soon. I powered my phone off. I love that Rhea tries to solve the problem between me and Lucas, but until he understands why I had to go, then we won't ever sort this out. Hey guys, Mystic here. Help support the podcast with monthly donations. Reviewing novels is a highlight of my life, and I adore all of your novels and comments. Help us keep the podcast alive and to help pay our wonderful team of editors and voice actors. Till next time, catch you guys later.
Chapter 2. I took a deep breath and dropped my phone in the bag. I picked up my drink and downed the last bit. Want another? The guy suggested. My treat, he piped. I gave him a small smile and shook my head. I better not. I shouldn't turn up home drunk, I chuckled. I just needed a little courage. He nodded his head, then took two bottles of water out of his back, handing one to me. I took the bottle from him. Thank you, I chirped. I'm Ezra, by the way, he greeted. I smiled at him. Amaris. Nice to meet you, he held up his bottle towards me. I raised a brow and chuckled at him before gently hitting my bottle against his. <laughs> nice to meet you too, I giggled. So where are you headed? So where are you heading? Holiday? He asked, looking at a menu. I sighed heavily. Home, I answered, looking down at my bottle. He gave me a small, sad smile. Me too. He collected himself, giving me a broad smile. And where is home for you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm just trying to change the subject, he said awkwardly. I sensed that talking about home was a touchy subject. England, Devon, I answered with a smile. Ezra suddenly choked on his drink and spat a little out. I looked at him curiously. Huh, small world, me too, he exclaimed. I stared at him, sniffing the air a little. I don't smell any other woof, so I guess that's a good thing. Definitely must be a coincidence. Rory, do you sense a wolf? I questioned, just to make sure. No, not even a threat, she assured. I relaxed and leaned back on my chair. Yeah, small world, I chuckled awkwardly. <laughs> Flight 263 to Exeter ready to board, calling all passengers to gate 3B. So I guess this is you as well? I questioned as I stood up, straightening myself out. You guessed right, he chuckled as he slapped his hand on the table. He stood up, giving me a huge grin. I hope I get the window seat. He clapped his hands together like a pup. I laughed, like really laughed. I can't remember the last time I laughed like this. My eyes were burning from the tears forming. You know that silent laugh where your face screws up and you can't breathe properly from laughing? I look exactly like that. I look absolutely ridiculous. Oh my gosh, you're totally crying, he chortled. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm laughing. I choked out while laughing. He pulled his ticket out as we were walking towards the gate. C-230B sounds like it could be the window seat, he exclaimed cheerfully. I giggled, pulling my ticket out. I quickly scanned it, then peered at Ezra. I think 230A sounds more like a window seat, don't you? I smirked. He glared at me, playfully. I could have sworn I heard a growl. Definitely must be tired. We reached the gate. The woman on the desk checked our tickets and ushered us through. We boarded the plane. I scanned the seats, looking for ours. Oh, look. 23A. A window seat. I snickered. Ugh, so unfair. I giggled and put my bag in the holder above. I turned to Ezra. Take my seat. I rolled my eyes as he fist-bumped the air. We settled in our seats as the flight attendant came to double-check our tickets. We handed her them. She examined them before frowning at us. Excuse me, sir, she interrupted Ezra, who was flicking through a magazine. He glanced over at her. You're in the wrong seat, she pointed out. Ezra stared at her dumbfounded. He's my brother, I quickly blurted out. He's never been on a plane before. He wanted to see the view from the window, I explained. She smiled and carried on down the aisle. Cheers, sis. Ezra chimed. I winked at him. No problem, bro. The plane took off and I decided to spend the journey sleeping. I was jolted awake by someone gently shaking my shoulder. Amaris, we're landing. 
Ezra whispered. I opened my eyes and blinked a few times. I nuzzled my head against the seat. It was surprisingly very comfortable. <laughs> you comfy there? Ezra chuckled. I opened my eyes wide but I realized my head was resting on Ezra's shoulder. I shot up and felt my cheeks heat up in embarrassment. Don't worry about it, sis. He winked. You were having a nightmare, I think. As soon as your head fell on my shoulder, you seemed to sleep peacefully. He awkwardly rubbed his neck. I didn't have the heart to move you, in case I woke you. He shrugged. That's probably the nicest thing someone has done for me for a while. Thank you, I beamed. I gathered my bag and made my way down the aisle. Ezra tapped me on the shoulder. I turned and raised a brow at him. I'm just wondering if you have a lift home. I don't mind dropping you somewhere, he offered. I rubbed my eyes and placed a hand on my hip. Dude, we're literally strangers. You could be an axe murderer, I joshed. He laughed and sighed dramatically. <sighs> Ezra Fox, at your service. He bowed playfully. I promise, I'm not an axe murderer, or any kind of murderer. He raised his hands up in defense. I bet that's what all murderers say. I rolled my eyes. A Mars thorn. See you later. <laughs> I laughed, waving my hand over my shoulder. I reached the door when he shouted, Wait! I know you! My breath hitched and I legged it down the stairs straight into the airport. I don't need anyone noticing that I'm back until I'm ready. I've never seen him before. He recognized my last name, which could only mean he's in a pack. He could have gone to the same school. I didn't sense a wolf. Aurora offered an explanation. Suppose so? I strolled to the airport when I spotted my Uncle Tristan, stood beside the conveyor belt holding a sign. I went over to him. He dropped the sign and scooped me up in his arms. I missed you so much, Amari, he whispered as he inhaled. He pulled backwards and trailed his eyes up and down. Why can't I sense your woof? He asked, looking puzzled. I picked my necklace up and smiled. A necklace? Oh yes, I forgot about that, he said with an awkward smile. Anyway, I missed you too. I shakily said. He gave me a peck on the cheek. I grabbed my suitcase off of the belt and Uncle Tristan took it. We headed outside to the car. We climbed in and situated ourselves. I took a deep breath and sighed sadly. I'm coming home, Dad. Okay, I cannot be the only one who's wondering how that trip is going to go with her returning home. Ooh, it's so spicy. But aside from that, guys, I hope you enjoyed the story because I will tell you something. I sure as hell did. It's an amazing, amazing story and I absolutely love it for so many reasons and more. But... Aside from that, let's go over these notes. So basically, um, I love werewolf stories. I love werewolf stories just in general. It's just so nice and so amazing in so many different ways, honestly. I'm actually kind of happy that I picked up this story just for the uniqueness when it came into writing such a well since well-known genre if anything like a lot of people have written werewolf stories written about werewolves lichens all the usual and that type of stuff yada 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 but what i like about the story is the unique factor of it when it comes to writing werewolf stories because usually people go with the original theme of strong girl or weak girl meets strong alpha they fall in love oh no ran away from pack abusive omega yada 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 i'm sick of that don't hear anymore this story is something different though and for all my werewolf lovers, you're going to love this too. 
So basically, the only things that really kind of drew me off from the story in the beginning is having the wolf speak in like the story because it reminds me of like those old 2015-2013 webpad werewolf stories and stuff like that. Like I feel like it takes away from like the good feeling of the story. I feel like it takes away from the re- making it reality. Like usually when people write about werewolves, I feel like they try to make them as real as possible or close to human as possible so you can get the unique feel in general for them. At least that's what I see. Like people be like, oh, they stopped doing the werewolf talking things they all thought it was stupid or they wanted to move on and make the story seem more realistic. So I feel like when the characters are like like characters have their wolves and the wolves are speaking, I feel like it takes a little bit away from the realism piece of having a good werewolf story, just in my opinion. Honestly, it's a good idea. I liked the idea when it first came out, but since it's been so overly used, I kind of have a bad opinion and like a bad feeling about it in general, but you've used it in a decent manner, sort of say. You don't have where like, this like, oh, says my wolf, like, I can sense another wolf, says my wolf, wagging his tail as it's arched back inside my mind. Like, that's what I really just didn't like. Even when it first came out to be interesting, I just didn't like the idea of that. It reminds me of episodes. Guys, if you don't know what episodes is, it's basically like the little app that you can see, like, the little characters and choose your own life story. Blah, blah, blah. You know that. So I feel like it took away from the realistic piece of it. But you didn't add, like, oh, the hackles on its back, or like, oh, I felt its back arched inside my mind. You didn't do that type of stuff. So I feel like it brought me back to a more realistic standpoint within the story, which I really can appreciate. I'm so happy you didn't go that far back. <laughs> that far back. It just. Oof. But I like the unique. Um, I like the uniqueness of the stories, but I would recommend putting some uniqueness to the pack names. Like, the names have been used so over and over, like, the dark black pack, the dark, dark whatever pack, the wolf, whatever. Like, I feel like you can use more unique names within these pack names, just in general, because I feel like when you're having a pack name, it needs to be, like, I don't know, it's like, the dark wolf pack, whatever like that, the black wolf pack, whatever like that. Like, I feel like they've been used so many times over and over and over again. It just makes them feel dull. They're not real. Like, you want to write a real story that looks real, then that's what I recommend for you to do. Because I feel like it just takes away from the likeliness of actually liking the story after that. Like, that's just my opinion on the matter. But you can keep the names the same. It really won't hinder or bring up the story in any way possible. You've done a good job so far. So... That's all I can really say about that. I love the flashback in the story, though. The flashback between Lucas and her. Adorable and absolutely amazing. When you checked off drama, you did not hold anything back. All of the things you've described in your drama series is all things that I've seen within this story. And that's just amazing. Also, let's go up a little bit and talk about your summary. Your summary was absolutely amazing. It's alluring to mystery. It brings curiosity. It holds uniqueness. And it pulls the reader in. And it's absolutely amazing. I I love your summary. Your summary is probably one of the better ones that I've seen when it comes to first introducing a character, introducing the problem that the character has to solve out, but keeping the character keeping the audience still curious as to a what the 
problem is, B, how she's going to solve that problem, and C, what is the plot that goes along to solving said problem at hand, the problem that you don't even know about, which I love. Oh my god, it's so amazing in so many ways. So I really appreciate you going out of your way to do that, considering your summary does actually match up to a certain extent with what's on Inkit, so I'll take it either way, but oh my god, the story the summary on Inkid and the summary that you've submitted are both amazing. Oh my god. It's so nice. It's so nice. I haven't seen a good summary in like... I'm not gonna say a minute. I've seen a lot of good summaries, but for a werewolf story, this really takes the cake. It really, really does. Oh my god. You've definitely made it in my top 10 werewolf stories, like, by far. Oh. Uh, guys, again, this is 18 and up, so if you're not of that age range, I would not recommend reading this story. They also do have an Instagram link, so definitely like, follow, share, and more. You guys know what's up. You guys know the drill. But aside from that, drama from the get-go from within the first chapter, and I absolutely loved it. It was beautiful. Amazing. It could use more descriptive details and such as like that and so on, but that's just a minor thing. To be honest, I feel like your plot carries a lot in with the story, but then again, good descriptive details, building up a setting, how the characters look and such as like that and so on can really make the story sound better. Like we need descriptive details of the characters, the settings, what they're wearing, how they're feeling, what they're sensing, all these different things. It really pulls in the readers to actually be these characters and actually sense and feel what's actually going on within the story it brings more of a down-to-earth feel when you're reading these types of story especially when it comes to fantasy because fantasy can be relatable or non-relatable some authors write fantasy in a ways to bring readers out of their own personal experiences and into somebody else's or they use it into bringing readers into experience that they already experienced to make the characters more relatable to a certain extent. So if that's what you're going for, I can understand, but they would still need to have some form of descriptive details to actually pull the reader in or out of any either experience that you're trying to go by or describe. So I would definitely recommend that for you. Aside from that, I love the way the plot is moving. It has such a unique plot and it's super nice. I personally would read this story more as my eyes just literally cannot stop. Like, oh my god, I'm gonna read I'm definitely gonna read this in my spare time because I wanna know her secret. I wanna know why she's hiding her wolf. I wanna know why she's a necklace to hide her wolf. I wanna know why she left three years ago and now it's finally coming back. Oh, I know you guys wanna read it too, so you guys should definitely check the story out on Inkit. Aside from that, great work and definitely would recommend. I definitely would. Like anybody who likes a werewolf story, especially a fantasy werewolf story, this is the shit for you. No questions asked, no commas, no periods, no freaking nothing. It's a beautiful story and I would highly, 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 highly recommend it. If you're not reading the story, you're not cool. Yeah, you've heard it from Mystic herself. If you're not reading the story, you're not cool. You're not bad like the rest of us. Like, we're awesome sauce. We're werewolf readers. We're wet pad readers. And this story, bon appetit, magnifique. Oof, oof, I yawned for a second. I'm so sorry. Long day, but beautiful story. Would 10 out of 10 recommend. Author, oof, scooped me again. Author J, you are amazing 
I don't care anybody else tells you, this story has really made me have more hope in the werewolf writing stories community. And such like that, and so on. I just cannot get over how amazing the story is. Like, oh my god. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. This is just fantastic. It's amazing. Truly, truly. I would definitely recommend, guys. But instead of me blabbing on and on and on, my last note for you guys today is one, read the story, and B, if you guys ever want to post your ads and such like that and so on on the podcast, feel free to send me an email with the voice recording. Of course, right now we are in the current process of helping two authors out with their voice recordings with posting up ads and such like that. But if you guys want to, feel free to send me an email because my email box is always open. Sometimes I feel like I scare my audience members when I reply back to emails at like 2, maybe 3 a.m. in the morning. That's just how late I'm just working sometimes. I'm really, really sorry if I'm scaring you. You guys are just like, oh my god. Mystic, just email me back at 3 a.m. Is she okay? I'm not. Blink twice if you need help. Just blink twice. <laughs> but aside from that, this is a great story. I love Amiris, and I also love the cover art that is behind it. Guys, that is all we have time for today as we've kept it real on Mystical Mode. Again, I recommend you read the story. But until you guys actually read the story, then you won't know how amazing it is. You should definitely read it. But we've kept it real, guys. That's all we have for today. Catch you guys later.